Hello listeners, welcome to Yankees on the Prem. This is our sixth episode uh, where we recap the Premier League, uh, English football post-coronavirus. And uh, boy, oh boy, we have a lot to talk about. But before we get started on all the entertainment and controversy, I'm just going to quickly run down Match Week 35 uh, before we get to the juice of things. So... Lots of things going on at the top half of the table, at the top of the table and at the very bottom. Watford beat Newcastle 2-1, uh, just to spice things up for the relegation battle. Norwich, who are officially relegated, lost 4-0 to West Ham. And on top of that, all four goals were scored, were scored by Antonio, which is, uh, I mean, just sums up how Norwich have been this season. Uh, if you guys have been on Instagram, or Facebook, you've seen all the comments about how Norwich basically got promoted, beat Manchester City, and got relegated, which is still pretty impressive, but uh, they've been abysmal. Liverpool tied at Anfield with Burnley, 1-1. Burnley put up a great fight, uh, and they managed to steal two points off Liverpool at Anfield, which is a shocking result. Just as shocking, Sheffield beat Chelsea 3-0. Uh, which I'll get to in just a moment. We'll, we'll touch upon some of these results in just a moment. Uh, Brighton lose to Manchester City 5-0. Nothing surprising there. Wolves demolish Everton 3-0 at the Molyneux, uh, prompting uh, an apology from Everton captain she- Seamus Coleman. Uh, just uh, just uh, an embarrassing result for Ancelotti's men. Villa beat Crystal Palace 2-0. A brace from Trezeguet. Uh, like I said, this relegation battle, I guess everyone wants to win last minute. Tottenham, North London Derby. Tottenham beat Arsenal 2-1. Mourinho's men get the job done. You know, it's just another, uh, another master class. And if you can even call it that, or just Arsenal being Arsenal and self-destructing in the, in the back line. Uh, Bournemouth beat Leicester 4-1. You heard that, right? Vardy put Leicester up. 1-0 in the 23rd minute. Leicester went complete control of the entire game before they totally self-collapsed. Uh, and, and, I mean, it's just a, an astonishing result. So Yonchu was sent off for a red card, 67th minute. He kicked out, lost his cool. Uh, Dominic Solanke scored a brace, two goals. You heard that, right? Some people are saying this could, you know, help him get the confidence back that he needs to fulfill his potential. Um... I just, I, I don't know what to say to Leicester. I mean, Brendan Rodgers' men need to get it together. Uh, they, they, they really do crack under pressure. And today, as of today, Southampton at the death. Obafemi from a corner, 96 minute, draws level with Manchester United. 96 minute, you heard that right. And just like I said, race for top four, absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean, things really can get crazier. And now I'm going to open it up to my friends, my cousin Jonathan, the fellow Chelsea fan, Shady, my friend Shady, a Liverpool fan, and Frank, a Manchester United fan. Guys, we have a lot to talk about because today um, Manchester City's fate was decided. So we'll talk about that first. They will be allowed to play Champions League football next season, which means uh, the fifth place team in the Premier League won't qualify for Champions League, which is going to make Manchester United, Leicester City, and Chelsea really, really nervous. I think uh, I had mentioned this last time we spoke, that 
I was pretty sure that Man City were gonna get the thing, we're gonna get their appeal uh, approved and get the suspension overturned. Um, Pep was talking about it and how he says that Man City players deserve it and this and that. Look, financial fair play is. I think I was talking. I was speaking to Frank earlier today, and UEFA can't be, uh, you know, a punisher and executioner. You know, you can't you can't dish out the punishment and then reinforce it. And Cass didn't really help out the situation at all. I think Cass has a history of this. You know, they support the clubs more than they support the, support the organizations. I think PSG had a similar bet in 2018, got overturned. Uh, the only thing Cass has, you know, sort of not completely overturned is transfer bans. Uh, Chelsea had one. Atletico Madrid had one. So that's that. But I think Man City, you know, they kind of got off, uh, let off the hook. They they weren't cleared of do not doing anything wrong, but they were. it wasn't enough to actually suspend them. So, they'll be in the Champions League next year. I felt like that was going to happen for a long time. Ever since they said they were going to appeal, they, you know, they, they seemed pretty confident it was going to get overturned. Um, I just don't see how financial fair play uh, helps anybody at this point if people just will appeal and get it all overturned. PSG should have been suspended. Man City should have been suspended. There's teams that spend millions of dollars. I mean, AC Milan got suspended and then got, re- and then got unsuspended again. So... It just like Frank had said earlier when I was speaking to him that it kind of just prohibits smaller teams that have funding from participating in Europe, which sucks, you know. But it is what it is, and Man City will participate in the Champions League next year, and we'll see how the top four finish, top four race finishes now. Right, and, and Frank, you were going to say something. Well, <clears throat> if you want to touch upon PSG and everything that happened with uh, UEFA, I mean, it's important to point out that PSG have someone are very close ties with UEFA. They have someone sitting on the board of PSG who also sits on the board of UEFA. So, I mean, when you compare the two situations, it's pretty... It also comes down to a big issue that I don't want to get too political about, but the whole Qatari sponsorships within PSG. Uh, Man City are obviously sponsored by Etihad and I believe it's the Abu Dhabi owners. Mm-hmm. And with all that's going on, uh, again, not trying to get too political, but there's obviously tension between those two groups. And uh, I guess the tension is going to continue to rise if we see Newcastle, the financial takeover in Newcastle happen. Um, I mean, I think it's fantastic. I think UEFA should be put in its place because they don't hold up the same, sp- the same values to PSG. They don't do it to AC Milan. So I don't see why they should hold it up with Man City. I mean, Castle returned it. Man City only have to pay a $10 million fine and they'll be in Champions Holy. League next season. <laughs> I mean, that's nothing. That's like a drop in the bucket for them. Yeah, that's true. I know. But, you know, when you, you and I think about it, it's like, damn, $10 million, what the hell? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Frank, I, I, I hear your statements on not wanting to get too political. I find it interesting that uh, we have this conversation and <laughs> we keep throwing PSG into the mix. Because <laughs> PSG are serial cheaters. Like, it's clear as how do you spend $222 million on Neymar and nothing? They're like, also serial losers. This no is offense. true. Yeah, but you, you forget they also got Mbappe with Neymar, so that was even more than the two hundred and twenty. Oh yeah, I forgot. No, right. but they 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 like they like coined the system and they like got Mbappe on a loan deal and you know, it's all that bullshit. Right, uh, it's all the loopholes that they exploit. Uh, so, Jonathan, yes, please. Uh, uh, your take on Manchester City and and the ruling. You know, Sh- Sh- uh, something that Shady pointed out, saying that they didn't find anything to stick to the punishment, so you know they just like gave him a slap on the wrist and fined them. However, you know, I do want to point out that they did state that Manchester City was not cooperating with the investigation and that they were actually obstructing it. So 
if a club is obstructing the investigation, doesn't that just show that they're hiding something and that they should be digging in deeper? Because that's, like, ridiculous. It's like, oh, you don't want us to take a peek, a look into where you're hiding, but you know what? I guess we can't find it. Oh, well. Well, uh, I, I understand, and I, th I think we're all being a bit critical towards Man City, and I want to say for our listeners that I can't speak too much on the logistics of this ruling, and uh, the precedent it sets, if it, it doesn't really set a precedent, right? You break financial fair play, you get a slap on the wrist, uh, and that's it, right? You move, carry on with your life. Um, but I actually want to speak about it from a different angle, just because, you know, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not involved with UEFA, I'm not sure how, how things are corrupt or what's going on in the background. Um, it, looking strictly at the Premier League, I'm actually quite happy that Manchester City will, will be in the Champions League next season. They are the second best club in England. And um, I didn't I quite, I mean, I just didn't want the fifth place to go to be able to qualify for Champions League. Um, I think England needs to be well represented in that tournament. And Manchester City are certainly the club to do that. And it also means that you can't cut Manchester United, Chelsea, or Leicester any slack. Right, you're gonna really have to earn that fourth spot. You're gonna have to earn it, and uh, I, I think this is where the players and the manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who's who's people have doubted, Brendan Rodgers. We spoke Clown. about him last episode. People, JD was not a fan, um, and Frank Lampard, who's Clown. It's only his second year. Uh, Why well, you got for? <laughs> and so Frank Lampard, uh, these guys got to prove themselves. The, the the young squad, the Mason Greenwood. He looks to be a promising talent, but he's got to come big, right? Manchester United results. Manchester United's results today was awful. So what this does is um, it makes the Premier League more competitive. That's what it is. It's top four teams make it to Champions League, so nothing's really changed. Um, I don't, I don't, so I don't care for Manchester City. I mean, you know, whatever. I'm sure, you know, we all support big clubs. Except shady. <laughs> Except shady. Uh, oh, I'm, not, I'm not even going to respond to that. Say, you became a fan this year. I don't want to hear it. Yo! Guys, Shady's been a fan for a very long time. Um, Bro, I was there during the Philip Deegan days, the Stuart Downing days. I deserve this. <laughs> yes, and every Stuart year Downing. in high oh school, God, when yeah. we first met almost, what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, Liverpool gonna win the title this year. Liverpool gonna win the Bro, title I this year. I can't start every year and be like, oh, we go finish fifth or eighth. You know, I gotta have hope. And we 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 would do well until like November, and then we lose seven in a row, and then it's like, oh fuck. <laughs> That's the same mentality a United player, a United supporter had at the beginning of this Bro, season. We're I really don't even know. Year. I don't even know why you're talking to me right now. Did you watch the Chelsea game? <laughs> oh, uh, sadly, oh I did God. not. Actually, I was driving. <laughs> and thank God I didn't, because I would. Yeah, Jonathan, trust me, you didn't want to watch that one. But we'll we'll talk about the race for top four in just a moment. I still want to press a little bit more on the ruling um so can, can i just can i just say one thing yeah, about yeah. the ruling mm -hmm. uh i agree with you i think man city is you know man city needs to be in the tournaments uh they're the they're one of the top five teams in the world uh player wise i mean they haven't well, showed I, in I mean, europe yeah player wise yeah, I, i'm not result wise uh, no not result wise obviously uh they haven't shown in europe at all i think they lost the last couple years were to monaco were to liverpool and to real madrid uh, i mean they lost two good teams but i mean bar bearing monaco but monaco is good that year um they haven't really you know the players haven't showed up for the tournaments, but you still have to have them there. My only issue yeah. with the no, ruling hold on, is... Hold on. hold on, let me just add to that. Like, yeah. Yes, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. You want the biggest teams represented on the biggest tournament. But at one point, is the punishment 
going That's to what follow the yeah. rules. Like, I, I mean, okay, that, I get it. You want it, but like, if if one punishment gets overturned, the second one gets overturned, the third one. Right, but when is Jonathan, it finally gonna Jonathan, be applied? That's, that's nothing new. That's that's nothing new. Um, uh, so I guess what's the point I, of having financial fair play at this but, point? All right. So, yeah. look, so, I think wait, the problem is financial fair play. Go, go is ahead. That it, it 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 punishes smaller teams. I think a couple of years ago, Malaga. Uh, in La Liga had an issue with financial fair play and they got kicked out of the European tournament because they right. had finances that weren't that weren't right. Malaga isn't a big team and you know if that was Man City you know or PSG they wouldn't have been suspended but since Malaga's like you know not a Real Madrid or Barcelona yeah. it's like all right you she, know we don't really need them. Your, so your point is is obviously a very controversial point about financial fair play and just how how football is, is run by UEFA. Mm -hmm. um, these kind of rules really hurt smaller clubs and they're meant to keep bigger clubs in the tournament in the spotlight. And uh, Frank, I see you want to say something. Just, I just want to say before I let you speak, uh, Gary's, Gary Neville's uh, comments on financial fair play and UEFA, he says he has no faith in the organization, in the court of arbitration. Uh, he said, um, uh, you know, it's, it's an organization that can't enforce their own rules and their regulations, which is why it's a joke. And let's be honest, guys, financial fair play has been a joke since it was first introduced. Um, I mean... What, what, what big club hasn't really been involved in it, right? At, at some point, Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona with the transfer of Cesc Fabregas, PSG, like every single, every single transfer window. <laughs> so, so um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just my take. And I want to say I agree with Gary Neville's comments. Uh, they can't enforce their own rules. They're not an organization that can be taken serious. Frank, what did you have to say? I just hope it sets a precedent so we could actually get a European Super League instead of this competition. I don't know about that. No, no, it's, it's I, I don't agree with thing. the with the super league. Speak to me. What's what, what do you mean by super league? Instead of having like a tournament where you know around the thirty-two, it's just instead of it's an additional league. Why can't it be an additional league with the same kind of clubs that fight into the top four, but this time you have multiple games over a certain time frame instead of a tournament? So not that tournament way, style, but like in the course yeah, of exactly. a season. So like a Champions League, but over the course of a season. Yeah, but something that's not, you know, run by UEFA because apparently they don't know how to do their jobs. <laughs> I think the so problem with the, with the, the Super League, though, I think the problem with the Super League, though, is that if you have a Super League, what happens to your domestic league? You can't have both. No, you could run both. Why can't you run both? I mean, you're not, you're not going to play, like, no, 60 that, games home and that's away. That's way too Fra much Frank, traveling. Frank, wow, Frank, first of all, this, that's a hot take, and I didn't expect that from you, Mr. <laughs> Mr. I'm not biased. <laughs> You, so you have to pick. You have to pick one or the other. And the problem is, if you if you pick the super league, the domestic leagues won't survive. Frank, who? Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. And Frank, who runs the super league if it's not UEFA? Why can't it be a coalition coalition of all the uh, leagues, the FA, the Spanish FA, the Italian FA? And, but what does this mean? Well, the clubs that are well, part of, a team, part a of team like West Ham or Leicester are not going to be in the super league, and no one's going to watch the Premier League. If it's if it's if Liverpool or like Man City or Chelsea are in there, the major teams aren't going to be involved in the domestic league either. Just saying, if they can't, you tell me they can't run an additional ten games a season. I, Every team. I, it's not. It's not going to be ten games though. It's going to be. It can if, be. If, if if you're going to do that, it's you have to out. It's going to be nineteen have, at least. You're going to have to take. Uh, you're going to have to take out the FA Cup and the Carling Cup or whatever the Carabao Cup, and just focus on a league and a Super League. That's it. I mean, wouldn't they want that? I'm pretty sure clubs would rather have the uh, team. No, no, I agree with you, but I don't know if England or Italy will do that with the Coppa Italia and like, the FA Cup. No. So. Especially England, you know, well, they have the FA well, Cup, the most I, historic cup. Yeah, I will say this, Frank. Uh, keep dreaming because it looks like we're going to have a World <laughs> Cup in, during the winter in Qatar. So, you know, with FIFA, with anything FIFA at the wheel, enough. anything anything is possible if there's enough money involved. <laughs>
I mean, don't get me wrong, a Super League kind of kind of lit. Like, you know, like every other week, Barcelona playing Liverpool or Barcelona playing like Inter Milan or AC Milan. I don't know if AC Milan would be in there these days. But, That's um, way too much traveling, though. Yeah, but I mean, it'd be cool. No, but then, like you said, like, okay, you're part of the Super League, which is more competitive than your own league. It's like wanting to win that instead of your own league. Like, screw exactly, that at that yeah. point. I, I want to be the best of all five nations at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a mess, isn't it? But uh, guys, I, I want to shift topics now. And actually, I want to. What do you guys think? What do we talk about next? Relegation battle or a top four battle? I think we have to talk about Chelsea. Uh, this is Shady's comments on Chelsea from last week. He said, "It's coming down to very minute details at this point, and sometimes those players like Mason Mount and Tambry Abraham might not be able to cut it. Cut it. You obviously got away with the win, and he's referring to the two-three win over Crystal Palace. But William can't save you every game. Pulisic can't save you every game, and you're going to have a couple of hard games coming up soon." And he was spot on, right? Uh, Mason Mount was subbed off at halftime against Sheffield. And uh, Tammy Abraham. Ah, Tammy, Tammy, Tammy. I don't know, man. He's our, he's our club's top goal scorer, but he, sometimes he's just like a ghost on the pitch. So anyway, Shady called, called the situation correctly. He predicted uh, how, how shaky Chelsea were. And uh, we do have some very difficult games coming up. Not just us, everyone, really. Um, but... Uh, for Chelsea fans, we're playing Norwich, we're playing Liverpool, and then our last game of the season is against Wolverhampton. So you decide for yourself if you if you like those chances for us to qualify in Champions League. Uh, now that the fifth spot is no longer a Champions League spot, so guys, Chelsea lost three 0 to Sheffield. What the hell went wrong? I I think it's gonna go. My blame is going to the midfield. Like I did not see the game, but I saw the bro. Listen, listen. Let, 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 let. <laughs> We had no Kovacic and no Conte. I don't know why. Co- yeah, big I, I don't contributors know. Contributors to our defensive midfield. Sheffield, Sheffield had such an amazing shape at the back. I'm not sure. And look, for our listeners, I want to say, being a manager is the most difficult job in the world because everybody thinks they can do a better job from their couch. And I'm not questioning <laughs> Frank Lampard. I'm. Sh- I just want. I would like to know why Kovacic was not introduced to the game and he put in Ruben Loftus Cheek instead. I'm sure Lampard knows Kovacic. Kovacic's uh, fitness, maybe he's not they're even fit for 30 minutes. I believe he was injured, just came back from yeah, it, like a minor injury. From, but Yeah, exactly, it was a minor injury. He is the man to split the defense with the pass. He is Not like, even that, just to win the ball back in the midfield. We had no contact. Even at that point, I would have started Loftus-Cheek over Barkley. Well, Barkley's been in a decent form, but... Yeah, uh, decent, yeah. Okay, or start him over Mount. Like, you, we're talking about Jorginho, Mount, and Barkley. Well, we're talking we about Mount, player, the yeah, gaffer's son. Yeah, so, but we have three players right there in the midfield <laughs> that aren't going to win any balls back. Like, yeah, they might apply pressure here and there, but there's no Kovacic or no Conte. Well, Kovacic is not the greatest tackler, um, but he hustles. I'll definitely give him that. Jorginho, More than Jorginho played. Jorginho played. Um, and he probably only played because Billy Gilmore will be out for exactly. a while. It looks like Jorginho's time at Chelsea, though. Which is unfortunate. He is a midfield maestro and is often underappreciated. He also looked very sloppy. But I don't. I'm not entirely sure. So, so guys, and we have a lot to talk about. But uh, with Chelsea, um, I think this is a mistake of manhandling by Frank Lampard, because definitely, uh, Jorginho was suspended for two games since at the restart, and one game I believe. Oh, one game. Excuse me. And then um, he gets no minutes, and he decides to put Billy Gilmore in instead of Jorginho. And now Billy Gilmore's out, Conte's out. Kovacic has a minor injury, so he can't really probably play 90 minutes. 
in that holding midfield role, in that number six role, he had no choice but to play Jorginho. And Jorginho looked, he looked sloppy. And it's well, not even his began, fault. He hasn't been getting minutes. Yeah, he hasn't been what getting minutes. What do you expect from him? Poor man managing by Frank Lampard. It's like what he did with Olivier Giroud when he wouldn't even put him on the bench. And now Olivier Giroud is basically saving him his blushes because he's our informed striker. Poor man managing for Frank Lampard. Too, too much respect for the youth. Way too much. Way too much. There will be chances for Billy Gilmore. He's got his whole career ahead of him. Jorginho should have gotten up to up to pace, up to tempo, uh, uh, match fit, you know. But uh, I mean, maybe he's match fit, but he's not his his uh, his mental capacity is not there yet, right? He's one of the quickest players on the ball, and, and he looked really slow. Bro, he is like 29 years old. What do you mean his mental capacity is not there yet? No, if it's not there no, now. I mean, as in he hasn't played a competitive match in four months, Shady. Jorginho hasn't been good since he got to Chelsea at all. Oh, God. Oh, let's hear this. Well, let's hear from a Liverpool fan. No, look, I'm not even being biased right now, right? I, Liverpool were going to supposed to sign Jorginho before Chelsea got him, right? I mean, if, you, if the rumors were correct uh, a couple years ago, okay. right? Okay. And I was, I was hyped for it. I'm like, okay, you know, like, you know, some guy from Napoli. He's, he's, a, he's an Italy international. He's a good passer, you know. But turns out, you know, he's a glorified Joe Allen and, a, and an Alberto Equilani part two. <laughs> Wow, that's, so, that's harsh. But he, but he all he does is five yard passes. He can't tackle. You saw on the you saw on the second I, goal. I, he was mauled. I, I want to say that about the he can't tackle part. He's gotten so much better at tackling under Frank Lampard for at least the first half of the season because he didn't tackle at all under Maurizio Sarri. I, I, I'll admit that. But it's a, it's a part of the game that he worked on and he yeah, improved. What, what does he bring no, to Chelsea? He what, do, he what does he bring to Chelsea? He moves the I, ball I, quick. He moves the he ball. He moved quick. the ball, yes. Bro, like, but you know, his it, his assists are too low for the amount of time he spends on that ball. He all right. He he has gotten better with his forward passing. He had a really nice pass to Mason Mount, and uh, uh, which I I can only describe it to you. It was a nice forward pass that put Mason Mount in the box look, and Mason bro, Mount yeah, but look, lo- lost when control. When you had someone, lost when control. you had someone like Fabregas doing it alongside playing exactly Matic. Like, you, you can't compare. Like, yeah, Jorginho is good with passing the ball. You know, he, he'll make the opposition players run and chase it. But, like, jo- he doesn't have that cutting pass. Like Jonathan, Jorginho is not a Premier League player. He's a Serie A kind of player. You know, you need dy- okay. dynamic players okay. for, for the Premier League. Conte, dynamic. Goes into tackles, breaks okay. tackles, you know, takes people out. Kovacic, you know, he's not as dynamic, but he's still a good player. Ross Barkley he understands the strength and technique of the Premier League. Jorginho, if someone presses him, he's in trouble. Unless he yeah, can find a five-yard pass and we left or right of him. Maurizio, sorry, we did. But, but so I think that's the problem with Jorge. Chelsea's midfield is so gassed. For no, you, let me try. <laughs> let me ask you a question. You can't go from having Frank Lampard, Michael Ballack, Deco to having Corhino, Kovacic, and Ross Barkley in midfield. That just doesn't make sense. All right, wait, okay, you can't go. You had Mekalele. I mean, Conte is a good player, but you can't go from those players into the players you have now. A couple things. First of all, Jonathan, I want to touch on Jonathan's comment first about Fabregas and Jorginho. Uh, Jonathan, those comments should be directed at Maurizio Sarri uh, because he got rid of Fabregas for absolutely no reason, and he totally fucked us over with that. Uh, because you, you, the way you label Mount as the gaffer's son, Jorginho is basically Sarri's butt buddy. I know, but under Frank Lampard, Jorginho was vice captain. It's it's only oh, because of Billy Gilmore's form that he hasn't been playing that much. And, well, to and be Jorginho honest, we, we haven't had any leaders. Is, isn't Billy Gilmore out for the year now? Yeah, I think. Yeah, he for four months. I think oh, it was. Four. But okay. back to the point, like, okay, Jorginho is vice captain, but when has Chelsea really had a captain since Ashley Cole, Peter Cech, Frank Lampard, yeah, Jorba, leaders, and Terry? Yeah, leaders in the dressing room. 
even I, Ivanovic I, I, at that point. I'd like to say Tony Rudiger is, is, is a leader in the dressing room, but his performances haven't been great. Okay, uh, and then, then you had the, the names I just mentioned who, even though they might be leaders and had bad performances, they were still way beyond Rudiger's poor performances. Well, okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Who is Chelsea's iconic player at the club right now? Who, who, who do you think of when you think of Chelsea? Uh, Nobody. Nobody. That's but, the problem. But, but we have we have no but, but, name that stands out. But, like, okay, okay, we're playing Chelsea. Watch out for this person. But Even that Manchester United had one. Brent they have Pogba from. Sorry. Lampard is the only one you think of when you think of Chelsea. Exactly, and he's not. He's not playing. Uh well. Not yet. Okay, guys, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> like, when you think of Man United, right? You think of Pogba, Bruno Fernandes, Liverpool, Jordan Henderson, Van Dijk, Salama. Those are, these are I'm names sorry, I that... Think, I don't think about Henderson, Henderson at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll cross that name off. <laughs> oh, my Okay, God. You, you guys don't I rate was, Henderson, I but was, he's a good player. No, no, no. no, no. Sadie, I, I respect Henderson. I proof from a few years Henderson. ago where you said Henderson should not be on the field. Oh. Yo, Jurgen Klopp has changed him. <laughs> I don't go. I don't give a fuck. I, it's your quote, and now all of a sudden you're stuck in a moment. I'm not changing my opinion. Wait, guys, uh, <laughs> um, what was it? Oh, first of all, Shady, I don't appreciate your comments about Mattel Kovacic. You make it sound like he's a bang-average player. Oh, no, he, I mean, he's above that. He is. No, no, oh, no, no, no. God. If he was in your midfield, he would easily... Who who spot would he right. take? Naby Keita. Who spot would he take? Naby Keita. Oxley Chamberlain. Naby Keita. First of all, you you just named two players who don't even start. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna Henderson. say that. You just playing, straight. Remember playing he, Wijnaldum. He'll go straight Wijnaldum. for Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum. He Kovacic is better than Wijnaldum. Yes. I like Kovacic. I like Wijnaldum. Are you both on crack? Honestly, I'm not even trying to be. I like Wijnaldum. He's a very nice. I don't know if you I don't know if you guys saw this game last year. You know, I think we beat Barcelona four 0 and Wijnaldum. He might have scored two goals. Yeah, yeah, I don't he, know. He changed the game. He changed yeah, the game. might have him. <laughs> okay, okay, guys. I want to let Frank speak. He's been awfully quiet. Nah, he's Frank. a United fan. Frank, yeah, let's I have nothing to say. I don't really. I don't. I mean, I don't watch Chelsea enough to to rate him like that. I'm just surprised they let those points slip away. But I mean, I guess they've been kind of But you're a United fan. Defense. You must be you must Bro. be happy about yeah, I don't even know if we could say they let no. the points slip away. They didn't even attempt to get them. <laughs> I know. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frank can't really say nothing after today's result. Losing right. literally I mean, within, I don't, the, within I don't the last get so few seconds. happy out of some watching somebody lose. If they lose, they lose, you know, who cares? But it helps you in the United table. Win. Or it was supposed to help you in the table at yeah. least. I was excited when I figured uh, Bournemouth beat Leicester 4-1. Okay, so let's talk about that. What the hell happened to Leicester? Why does nobody want to finish? Why does nobody want to qualify for Champions League? Is my question. <laughs> I don't understand. I, Look, I was watching everything, and Leicester controlled everything up to the 65th minute. And for those 20 minutes following, they just said the game is over, and they let everything go to shit. And self-destructed, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I don't, It was bad passing, bad pressing. <laughs> Mistakes from the keeper. I don't know who he thought he was driving that ball so freaking low. Oh, it's Schmeichel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, so. he's, he's been playing too much FIFA. <laughs> Clearly, he goes, oh, don't, don't worry. Auto move will move him out the way. Like, no. So, so what? if you're Brendan Rodgers, do you need to make some signings? Or or is it the mentality? Is it the manager himself? Like, well, what's... Uh, I, I, for After watching this game, I kind of figured... There might be something going on in the dressing room that no one wants to address. I, I have no idea why they could play good for a few minutes and then all of a sudden they turn to shit. I think it's they don't have enough depth. I mean, who are who are their subs? They have nobody on the bench. Ianacho. Like I, said, I like Ianacho. Yeah, Ianacho comes off and he's like a super sub for them. He, he's trash. I mean, if he... If he, he I mean, yeah. <laughs> he he would have scored many times, right? 
Well, I mean, like I said before, Vardy's the only person scoring goals. Every time I look at the score sheet, his name is there. Well, yeah, Vardy's the only one that looked hungry that game. Like, uh, that, that rebound goal he got. And that's exactly looked... the biggest problem. He's their only player that's willing to score goals. They, need, they obviously need a goal scorer. Maybe they need a... I don't want to say they need to tighten up because they have a pretty good defense. They have. I think they still have the second highest... My question is, I, I don't know if he's injured, but what no, happened Burnley, to uh, I think. James Madison? He might, be, he might be injured. Yeah, he's injured. He might be, because I see Yosi Perez starting over him week in and week out now at this point. <laughs> and you don't like and that? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I think Yosi Perez, he left Newcastle to restart his career somewhere else, but I don't think he is a top player whatsoever. I love Yosi Perez a couple years ago coming out and saying, he's like, yeah, I turned out around Madrid to play for Newcastle. I'm like, okay, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when you know his decision-making is poor. <laughs> he did that. He probably did that for, for a new contract with, like, some super um, high wages. Maybe, Qu but played Newcastle. You know, you you. I'm hoping James Madison is injured because there's no reason why he shouldn't be playing when he started off the season so oh. bright. Then you got players like Tielemans who show great potential, and but then they're disappearing every so often. Right, uh, I agree. Who, who's uh, Harvey Barnes? Harvey Barnes, what's his name? Yeah, the, the Les Lester Winger. Yeah, Barnes, and uh, they've got one more. Uh, the name escapes me, but Joel left back. No, but Joel's right. good. Back. Cho was good. Johnny like, Evans? You know, well, he's playing like his best season ever. Bro, he's trash. Yeah, but I, I didn't say he was good. <laughs> I don't know. Look, Lester, I think Lester are getting found out right now. Um, Vardy is, you know, I don't like Vardy, but Vardy's their best player. Uh, I don't really what know how you like improve that Vardy? team, though. I just don't think Vardy's a good player, but he's their best player. Um, uh, Harvey he, Barnes he is, is 22 he, years old. Oh my God, he's got his whole. Yeah, he's very, he's he's very young. He's yes. great. Oh, and then we're thinking about Mark Albrighton. At least that's how I was thinking about. Oh, bro. bro, stop. I mean, he, <laughs> no, he's, come on, he comes yo, off the bench. The only thing I give that guy him. is the amount of crosses he puts in every game. <laughs> like, well, at least, at least one got a hit. Yo, <laughs> oh, oh. I don't understand oh, but, why but, no one doesn't mark him on crosses. They must know it's complete shit because they're not doing anything. <laughs> But also, um, guys, for, for Leicester, we overlooked. They're really missing Ricardo Pereira at right back. Yeah, no, you're and, right. And I think Chilwell was also injured, so he didn't play. So I think they had Fuch, Fuchs playing left back, and I don't okay. know who was playing that right back the other game. But, but um, Shady, so you're saying you have no idea how to improve Leicester City? I don't know. Look, let me say something. I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you. Adam Lo Adam Lallana, Adam Lallana is leaving Liverpool, right? Okay. He's a top target for Leicester City. That is already a red flag. <laughs> All right, so I think the biggest issue is look at Leicester City's transfer targets, right? Their their main their top target is Adam Lallana, and you know Brendan Rodgers loves Adam Lallana, and Adam Lallana's a great player. But you can't win games and make the significant changes with players like Adam Lallana. Okay, Lallana was a good player two to three years ago before the injuries. Leicester do not know where they need to improve, and. Defense. They, no. No. But Ricard but who are you? But who are you going no, to get? Ricardo it, Pereira. No, no, Ricardo Pereira. Johnny Evans and Ricardo Chilwell will leave Man City. Ricardo Pereira is better than Leicester, and people someone's gonna realize that and buy him. Okay. Johnny Evans is not a good player. Ricard he's Ricardo not. Pereira is underrated. Like he's got so a go. bigger club. Chelsea is still chasing Chilwell. Uh, the way uh, uh, Leicester is finishing, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Chilwell does not yeah, change his yeah. mind and decides to go you, for it. You guys know what I think, though? I think that they just kind of need to try their very best to replace Riyad Mahrez. They need more goals, right? Get a winger. That's, who can that's score. why Harvey Barnes has been given the and, responsibility. And I'm thinking, like, I, I, I don't rate Nicolas Pepe, but I'm thinking, like, someone like 
Alan St. Maxman from Newcastle. Like, he would have been an amazing signing for, for Leicester City. Uh, I mean, just my very humble opinion. I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't know who Leicester City can sign that's going to bring them closer or, to the top or, four I'll, I'll and, you, ha- and be, a, be a difference maker right than Sheffield United. I'll give you a fantastic signing right now. Watford get relegated. They signed Gerard Delafeu. What does that do oh. for you? He scores goals. He he makes plays. He does not. He does not score he goals. He has like. I mean, it is an upgrade to uh, Albrighton. I'll give you He's that. an upgrade over whatever the hell Leicester City have right now. Albrighton doesn't even play. Look, they need someone like an Adama Traore who was dumped by a different team and who is actually quality. Delafeu has played for every team on the planet, and that's a and there's that's a reason true. there's a reason for that. You know, he, there's nothing consistent about I, him. I rate him. One game, one game he'll score two goals, have three assists, and then not, and then you won't see him play, or he'll be on the field, but you won't see him for seven games in a row for ninety minutes. You need Sounds consistency. Sounds like Ozo for Arsenal. Uh, Ozo doesn't even play, so like you can't say anything about him. But <laughs> yeah, but when Ozo, he does, it's like they're not playing. Ozo to Leicester, you heard it here first. Brendan Rodgers <laughs> promising him ninety minutes. You don't have to run back for the ball, boy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if I were Leicester, you know you have uh, some guy in Norwich called uh, Timo Puki. No, no, don't start. No, okay, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. no. He's cheap. He scores Bart- goals. No, Vardy is banging in goals. They don't need no. another one. No. All right. So w- what would you improve, Leicester City? The defense, because they're all who, going to be... Who, who would you get? No. Okay, I'm not giving out names, because to be honest, I can't see who could they could possibly sign. Delete. But I'm, I'm Delete. saying... <laughs> they they need a new defensive line and a right winger. No, their defense is just fine. They honestly so just need one center. No, back. like I said, Chilwell is going to leave, most likely. Uh, so you and Chuck is going to leave, too, by the way. Who? So you and Chuck, the other center back? He's a good so player. He's, someone's going pick, to pick player. him up. Not yet. If I not, don't think. if not this transfer window, definitely Wait, next uh, year. Frank, I, can, Frank, I, can, I can see Man City making a move. Frank, you said that Leicester City need another center back. They just need another center back to replace Johnny Evans. He's the only one that's probably the shittest out of all of them. But he's playing just fine. I think he scored an own goal. Just that just fine isn't going to get you in top four every year. I don't think yeah, he's exactly. the reason they're Johnny Evans on top is not four, a Champions though. League player. There's a reason he left Manchester United. Wow, okay. All right, Frank, who else do they sign besides Johnny Evans? Throw a replacement center back, maybe a right winger, but definitely the striker. They All need right, someone to play up do, with Vardy. Do you have any names, though? For a right winger, definitely not. For a center back, oh, man. I mean, if they give us $80 million, they could take back Harry Maguire. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, honestly, uh, there's... I love know, that. I love uh, that. Yeah, that was... Oh, my God, man. That was, that was really funny. The, pro- the, pro- the problem with the center back position in the world right now is that there's no good center backs in the world. There's not. And the okay. ones that are good, they're not going to move anywhere. They're not going to get sold. There's, like, five good ones, and they're all in the top end teams. They're not going to any other team in the world. So... Either you develop your own, or you get lucky and you know you buy someone young who turns out to be amazing. And they gotta look well, in other leagues too. I mean, they should start looking in uh, the championship. Championship, yeah, I was maybe. Say. Uh, okay, so you know, the if, if Chilwell league. leaves, how much are are they reported to get out of him? Sixty million, if I'm not mistaken. Probably oh, 50, 60 million. I, I, I hope Chelsea don't pay okay, that. Okay, well, no, I think well, they actually, pay we need a left back, so I would pay that. Oh, I, I was hearing something about eighty, but that's, okay, you got that amount of money. Would you not go for someone like Taglifico and replace Chilwell? From Ajax, Taglifico, yes. Argentine, Argentine fullback. Um, I don't you, know. You can try and raid Ajax, I guess. Yeah, I think a lot of problem, a big problem with the teams in the Premier League is a lot of them don't look at the Bundesliga. The Bundesliga has quality, quality players. They and if do. You, if you can go, and they're cheap too. You can go, you can go there and pick them up. 
a lot of teams don't do that though. I mean, Jurgen Klopp and Chelsea have been doing it this year, uh, in the past, but teams have avoided that. I mean, look at De Bruyne came from Wolfsburg. Um, Kai Havertz is currently available. Timo Werner is coming. Naby Keita. I mean, he hasn't played amazing, but he's you know he's a good player. Uh, you have good players in the Bundesliga, and I don't think a lot of teams you know value those players as much as they should. Well, okay, guys. Well, I just want to wrap up this this Leicester segment. Um, just basically to recap for our listeners and maybe any Leicester fans in the States. Uh, it looks like Leicester's fucked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, we can't, we can't seem to agree on what they need. I, I, I stand by my decision and I'll die on this hill. I think they need a, a, a winger. Somebody score goals. They definitely need a right winger. And you, I see Maxim is a good player. Um, oh, all right. So we do agree on that. I, I, I agree with you there, but I don't know, man. They won't, it's, they won't it's, get him, though. The problem, it's hard, it's really hard yeah, to bridge it. the gap between being mid-table to a top-four team. Man City took so long to do it. You have to have you have to sign one amazing player and and sign a bunch of role players. And hopefully it pans out. Right. I don't think Leicester, I don't think Leicester can do that. I don't think they have the allure to do that anymore. So I think they have decent young players that could fit in those four. But James uh, Madison roles. is gonna go to Man United at some points. Okay, you know he's a good player. He, he, he's, he's a... I don't want to pay a hundred million for fucking James Madison. <laughs> yeah, and that's what you would have to pay just because he's English and young. Exactly. Exactly. Amen. No, I know. I agree. I, 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 James Madison's a good player, but he's not hundred million dollars. So. Okay, but then you also got someone like I said, Tielemans, right there on uh, on the side as well. Tielemans is the real player. They should just pick up Jack Grealish for forty million as soon as they go under. They'll probably get him for cheaper. No, I don't know about that. He's English and he's he's twenty four, so. Yeah, remember, but then they went under, and the fact that the coronavirus still hit them. Villa, Villa, Villa are fine financially. I think they have good owners. Uh, they're in the relegation zone, shady. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm talking about like owners putting in money into the team. They don't. They're not desperate for money. Okay, yeah. well, before we talk about Villa, let's let's just quickly look at Man United. Two two draw with Southampton. Uh, I feel like, if, based on how crazy these. This week's results were, we almost kind of expected Manchester United to drop points. Can I say one thing? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I've been pretty sure I alluded to this. The second man you play a team with half of the quality of someone else in this league, they drop points. All right? these, these, this is not a Bournemouth. mentality. This is not a Brendan Hoven Albion. This is not a Norwich City. Southampton team, okay? And the second they were tested, they collapsed. So, I don't know, Frank. What do you think? Yeah, Frank, defend your club. So, let me tell you the biggest issue with this club. Pogba. Right. No. Hell no. <laughs> Yo. No. He you played amazing that? today. Nah, he lost the okay, first goal fine, amazing. but he provided nah, the assist. For the assist. talking about mentality. Multiple times, these United young Bro, you, have been you shown are talking to be about having a, world a great winner. time. No, no, no. I'm talking about the, the dressing room mentality. How many times, including last season, when they weren't performing good and they're all laughing and having a good time when they're oh, fighting? Guys, to guys, bro, you're just talking about just Lingard. Guys, guys, I okay, I, and, and who and who joined them? Pogba. Guys, apparently we have Jose Mourinho on the podcast now. So, well, everyone, welcome <laughs> Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Jose. I mean, no, those are just comments that I agree with. I'm sorry, <laughs> Frank. I mean, is. you're you're talking about Pogba not being happy, but they've legit won like the last four games in a row. I mean, he's pretty content, if you ask me. But the biggest problem was was really, like they they don't start right out the gate. They don't. They're not attacking right from the start. And this happened against Bournemouth, and it's happening now against Southampton. The first 20 minutes, Southampton were putting the pressure on them, and they scored first. 
Man United were sitting back and they didn't do much until they got scored on. And then the biggest issue really comes down to, well, I thought the biggest issue today was the substitutions. I mean, he took Pogba off after the 60 minutes. I think it was the 65th minute. And then there's no depth in the squad for anybody to create any chances once the midfield has been changed. So, so you think uh, the likes of Fred and Andres Pereira and McTominay aren't up to par? They, they Pereira should have been sold like three years ago. <laughs> He's absolute garbage. <laughs> Fred is at best a uh, player for a mid-table club. I mean, his, his Not even. first touch is just horrendous. He can't put a ball forward and he can't strike the ball. I don't, I don't understand why we have him in the club. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so you and McTominay, I mean, he's still young. I mean, can he be a good player in the future? Maybe. I feel like he needs a loan spell. But this isn't a Man United that has pure class sitting on the bench. This is a Man United that has a B team at best sitting on the bench. Ouch. Uh, so, Frank, uh, really quick before I move on to Jonathan, uh, it sounds like you guys want a center mid on the bench, I guess. Somebody to come in and, and still put in work. I still Man United, I think they need to pick up at least two midfielders if they want to get rid of Fred and Pereira. And is one of them, let me ask you this, is one of them Adam Lalana? if they want to do a good bit of business? <laughs> <laughs> now, hopefully it's Jack Grealish, and uh, I don't know who the second well, one would be. You, know, guys, I mean, you, was, you, you I, suck off Jack Grealish I, so I was much. being serious about Adam Lalana though. If Manchester United want to do a good bit okay, of business. Okay, Man U, Man U need a holding midfielder. One. Uh, okay. They, yeah, they, they destroyed Matic. Matic had a couple good games, but the game goal, if it, in, a, in a game where he has to play against a Man City or a Liverpool, the game sometimes will, will go past him. Right. I mean, he did it for Chelsea. I, I didn't mind what I mean, sold Ma- Matic was young when he started at Chelsea, and then he progressed over the years, and they sold him on his, down, on his, on his downward spiral to Man United. He had a couple good games for Man United, but he's not the solution. Man United need a center defensive midfielder. They need another striker. Okay, Mason Greenwood's a good player, but he's still really young, and you don't want to. It's like the whole Michael Owen effect. You don't want to. You don't want to wear him out too early, you know, and ruin, his, ruin the rest of his career. So, Pogba needs to stay. Bruno Fernandez is, is a really good player. And yeah, the problem with Man United right now is the center backs. Harry Maguire is a statue. Okay, you saw it a couple weeks ago when Bergwijn literally did not even do a move and cut him open. Who, okay, who, who was the Bournemouth <laughs> player that magged them and then just absolutely. Oh, well, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it could be anyone. It could be anyone. The Bournemouth player that magged them and absolutely humiliated him. Uh, I don't know. I'll tell you right now. One second. But I don't know if in it. All right. He's not. He's not the guy. Stanislas. Stanislas. Yeah, you're right. Lindelof got posted up in his own box on a corner kick in the 96 minutes. He did <laughs> by Obafemi. <laughs> yeah, like by dude. Adama Traore Jr. I've never rated Lindelof. I think he's he's static. He doesn't move. He's not fast enough, and he can't seem to get his heads to the balls. At least Harry Maguire could win aerial duels, but today he just—I don't know what happened. He's just—I think he's lost in the moment. Okay, Basaka's a good player. You know, he's he'll develop he's into 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 a, good, into a really good he's, player. He's better than Trent Alexander Arnold. All right, stop right there. Um, Wait, who? who? <laughs> Aaron Bissaka, Frank, you're you're, you're bugging. I, I I hope that was a joke. Wambasaka's a good mid, a good winger, but he is a terrible defender. Uh, so wait, did I just hear that correctly? You said Aaron Wambasaka will be better than than Trent. No, Alexander. he is better than Trent, and oh at least as, as a defender. Oh my! Trent, oh, defending. You younger. just said Yo, you, you just, just said Bissaka is a horrible defender. <laughs> no, I said. Trent yeah, Alexander-Arnold is a terrible defender. He's really he's great not, at being though. a winger. But, but he, he's absolutely he's, garbage. Yeah, he can't run back. Yeah. He Trent, can't okay. win balls. Okay. Yeah. All I he's bet, good for I, is I bet crossing. I bet I can get him one-on-one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're, you're, you're uh, so <laughs> ass. It's like, 
You're, you're, you have a slower pace than Pirlo and Lampard and Terry. Like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> All right, listen. Um, Manu's left back, Luke Shaw. I don't even know what to say about Luke Shaw anymore. I think, uh, I think he's a good that player That was the boy that never days. was. Yeah, I think he's a good player sometimes. Sometimes he's absolute shit. Um, I think Mourinho kind of broke his confidence forever. Uh, I don't know how where he goes from here. He's a good player. I don't know if he's, you know, Man U quality, but I think you kind of just go with him. Is Diego Dallo still on the team? Yeah, Diego Dallo. Yeah, he is. He's somewhere on the bench or in the reserves. Oh like, wh- wh- what, what, is, yeah. what is he doing? Yeah, you know? I don't know. I, be, I hope they get rid of him. He should be on the pitch. The problem is the problem is... Uh, let me give you one last thing. The problem with a lot of these big teams is they, they collect all this talents, right? And they pay these insane amounts of transfer funds and agent fees and contracts. I mean, look at Barcelona. They, I don't know who's running that club, but they are paying the most ridiculous Messi. fucking fees. Nah, I, I hope not because that shows that Messi has no brain. They are paying the most insane fees for these players. They traded Arthur for Pjanic and gave Juventus $12 million. Like, they paid... 45 million, I think, for uh, Pablo Alisar. Okay, they paid for Douglas. Douglas, um, no, no, they paid for Malcolm. Sorry, once he's in the same Petersburg. They paid 140 million for Coutinho. They paid 110 million for Dembele. Man, you do the same thing. Man, you buy all these players who are good in their good in their domestic leagues. Like Diego Dallo was for Porto. Lindelof was for Benfica, I think. Like they buy all these players, give them these insane contracts. So you can't even sell them if you want to get rid of them. You have to wait for the contracts to run out. You get nothing back on the return. And I mean, look at Harry Maguire. They paid eighty million for Harry. Virgil Van Dyke cost seventy-five million. Harry Maguire cost eighty. Okay, you're looking at these players that cost so much money, and they can't get a return on them when they don't when they don't pan out. I think that's the problem. I think man, you just buy players for the sake of buying players. They buy off buy off one or two good performances. If they played well against us, we're gonna buy. I mean, you must be a good player. This isn't like, <laughs> you know, this isn't a Cristiano Ronaldo situation where Cristiano Ronaldo played well and you got him for Sh- seven million. Shady, seven million is nothing. Like you have the perfect job uh, to apply for. You yeah, want look, uh, the United, for Manchester United? United? Yeah. Look, I I just think a lot of people spend money like it's nothing, and they put themselves in very deep situations where they can't fix it. Um, I think Chelsea did that a couple years ago when they were just buying everybody. They had like 45 players out on loan or some shit like that. So people, <laughs> Sorry. Like, well, honestly, I blame Mourinho for that because Mourinho just wanted to buy players like Salah so no one else could buy him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I man. disagree, but that's for another time. Um, guys, all right. So basically, Manchester United, I guess we've concluded all that right. Leicester can't attract any top players and Manchester United pay top money for shite players. Who oh, okay? One question: Who do men who who do Man United buy in the summer that improves them su- substantially? Sancho. No. No. It's exactly <laughs> what we need. Uh, I, can see that. I mean, no, as in you don't think it's going to happen, or that you don't no, think it's possible. No, I think possible. they need Koulibaly. No. So Sancho's going to come in. Uh, they could use, use both. They could use both. To be honest. I think they need Koulibaly. Nah, I'm, supposedly Dortmund came out with saying they already have a few replacements in mind for Sancho. Well, all right, guys. I, it's too early for Manchester United, and let's just move on. Uh, I, I can't think of anyone, and right, we can't agree on anything. I think Manchester United needs to bolster their defense. I think they score lots of goals, and their midfield is very attractive, very attractive-looking midfield. Um, but I think they need to bolster their defense. We'll leave it there. I want to talk about uh, really quickly before we end the episode the relegation battle, some crazy results, and I'm just gonna say it for our listeners. We have Brighton in 15th place with 36 points. West Ham. West Ham and Watford 16th and 17th respectively with 34 points. And the bottom three are Bournemouth with 31 points. Aston Villa with 30 points. 
and Norwich City with 21 points. They've already been relegated. Uh, crazy results this weekend. West Ham went 4-0. Bournemouth went 4-1. Aston Villa beat Newcastle 2-0. Uh, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Who's getting relegated? I mean, I wouldn't say it was crazy. They All four teams that are fighting the relegation battle right now, they all won, so like nothing really changed. It would have been more exciting. Are you driving? Two, two of them won. Yes, I am actually. <laughs> oh Shady, Shady with the with the excellent ear. Yeah, are you like looking at Yo, me? Sh- like, shout out to you for using the blinkers. <laughs> God, yes. Hey, I am and, and a very good driver. Our, our, and I our sponsor for this episode is Jonathan. Please drive with a valid driver's license and insurance. And don't drive and record podcasts, please, listeners. I'm on my headphones. Don't worry. As long as I'm not like these idiots that drive Yo, and drink or drive. I need you to get pulled over right now so you can hear the conversation. <laughs> there okay. is a cop uh, down the block. <laughs> speed, speed, speed. Okay, Jonathan. Jonathan, relegation. Relegation. As I was saying, yeah, uh, yeah it would have been more exciting if two of them won and or two lost and tied or something like that because they all picked up three points. So nothing really changed there. Now we have to go into the next week to see if anything changes on the table. And they'll all probably lose. <laughs> and nothing who do they play next week? And nothing will change. Uh, let's pull up the schedule real quick. Who uh, who do these guys play? Are um, you pulling up the schedule, Shady? I am. Uh, give me a second. Uh, okay, so you have... Uh, Born play Man City. Okay, give Man City a dub. Um, Ouch. I mean... Oh, Watford played West Ham. That's a, that's a relegation six-pointer, so we'll see how that turns out. That will probably decide one of their futures. Uh, yeah, I think if West Ham lose, they're pretty much done for because, I mean, you don't really recover from that. Um, and Villa play Everton. Everton are going to probably try to bounce back uh, from, that, from that Wolves loss. So it should be interesting. Oh, and... No, that's it. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll see. I think... I don't know. I still think the same, same set. People are going down. Maybe, maybe, maybe swap West Ham for uh, Bournemouth. I think that four-one victory against Leicester is definitely do a lot to their confidence. Oh, I'd be so um, happy if West Ham went down. I think West Ham are such frauds. They've been frauds for so long. Like they can't get a good manager in. Um, they can't get good consistency in. I mean, Pellegrini, who was supposed to be the truth, and I think they started off the season really well, and they just have not done well. They have good players. Like, uh, Declan Rice, he's going to get picked up by a good team. He's a, he's a really good player. Um, like, Aaron Cresswell is a good player. Mikel Antonio is right. a good player. Cresswell, yeah. Blistering pace. Right. So, okay. you know, I don't know. We'll see. And, and Frank, what do you think? What do you think is going down? Going down? I think it's going to stay the way it is. I mean, it really depends on the last day of the season. Kickoff all being at the same time at 11. Uh, West Ham and Villa is going to be an amazing game to watch to see if it really comes down to the last game, but I think it's going to stay the way it is. I'm pretty sure Aston Villa and uh, besides Norwich, who we already know is going down. Uh, oh. We're sitting in 19th right now. I mean, uh, Bournemouth Villa. is also probably going to head down. Okay. On okay. So. I think if Bournemouth win next weekend and the West Ham or Watford lose, one of them lose, uh, pretty much the, I think the team that loses that matchup goes down instead of Bournemouth. So who's finishing your top four then? Oh yeah, I mean no, like nothing really changed besides United slipping up and not taking third. All right, so let me tell you something, okay? So Wolves play Chelsea last day of the season. 
Okay, and Chelsea play Liverpool, second to last day. Leicester play Manchester United. Uh, Leicester play Manchester United last day of the season. So, if Chelsea beat Norwich, which they should, I mean, you know, if, if you don't beat Norwich, that honestly, that you don't deserve to be Champions League. If we don't beat Norwich, I don't even want Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> um, it comes down to Wolves last day because I don't think you guys are beating Liverpool. I mean, you guys are telling me earlier, you know, big points, which I don't, I don't think that's realistic at all at this point for you guys. Is that at Anfield the game? Well, you're yeah, tied with Burnley. Is. Oh God. Bro, did you you didn't watch the game, but Burnley should not have been in that game. <laughs> I saw the game. Uh, Burnley played well. Don't lie. No lie to Sir, sir, sir. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. No, Burnley played well. Nick Pope played. Nick Pope had a great game. Okay. Um, shady. Come on, who finishes top four? Uh, I think. Go. Look, I'm gonna be devil. I'm I'm gonna play a little devil advocate right here. Okay. Okay. Liverpool, Man City, Manchester United. And I'm going to say Wolves. Oh, God. Wow. That's a shot in the dark. Okay. Frank, your top four? Or your third and fourth place? Man United in third. Chelsea in fourth. Jonathan, yours? He crashed. Jonathan. That's an accident. Jonathan. Or a Peter, my guy. United are going to finish in third. Okay. No, no, no. I'm here. Not like Frank. I think United will eventually take third. Just because the schedule favors them. I think Leicester are fucked. And you, Chelsea will finish in fourth. Okay, so I'm going to say mine just to cap it all off. Uh, Manchester United in third. And fourth place will go to either Chelsea or Leicester, depending on which team self-destructs the least. All right? And you can That's play, Chelsea in this run and, right and, now. And you can play I'll that play at the end of the season. Fourth place will go to the team that self-destructs the least. Okay? All right, and who, what do you guys think about the Wednesday's game, Liverpool versus Arsenal? I think Arsenal have no chance in hell. Yeah, I think Arsenal. Yeah, I think Mikel Arteta is gonna David be a humble Louis boy gonna, after that. He's gonna be like. He better uh, not start uh, that game. Retire after that game. He better not start. Sorry, that game. who? Who? David Luiz. He's gonna retire. He better, he better not start that game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, All I'll right. Tell you, Salah, Mane, they'll run circles around that fool. <laughs> they will. They really will. Okay. Now we can wrap up the episode. Uh, thank you, listeners. This has been Match Week Thirty Five. Lots of breaking news today. Uh, including the race for top four, uh, uh, the Court of Arbitration ruling on Manchester City, and hopefully we have a lot more interesting news to talk about for Match Week 36. We'll see you soon.